the Joe Rogan experience. Well, that's Dr. Carl Hart's argument as well. He, he prefers heroin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, have you been paying attention to all the controversy about course, his new book? Really yeah. interesting. It is really interesting. I mean, I, I read it cover to cover. It's great. I, I love that guy. Me too. He's so brave, like the way he talks about things, To for the guy to be a professor at Columbia and to just be openly stating, I, I enjoy heroin and it makes me feel good. It makes me compassionate, you know, and, and he, he uses pure heroin. He likes to sniff it. It's tremendously brave. And I, you know, I was working on my show for such a long time and you're doing it in isolation and then it comes out and you're wondering what people think of it. So I was name searching myself and saw some Reddit thread of all these people kind of insulting Carl Hart. And I just felt like I think the average person doesn't get it. I don't think they understand exactly how brave Carl Hart is because I have traveled around the world. I have interviewed countless academics. I've been in academic circles throughout my life. Drug use of the sort that he describes is extremely common. It's extremely common. But being honest about it is incredibly rare and is commendable. And and if more people were like him, I think a lot of these stigmas would be reduced. And I've even heard people say, well, how dare he reduce the stigmas associated with these things? That's cruel. If you mm. reduce the stigmas, you're hurting people. They should be stigmatized. No, they should not be stigmatized. Maybe they shouldn't be encouraged, but if you find yourself in that sort of situation, you shouldn't be ashamed. You should see it as, if anything, a medical problem or a social problem, not something that you need to be hated for. Right, because we're not—we don't hate people for being alcoholics, right? We praise them for their sobriety, like when they get their ninety-day chip or whatever they get. You know, people say they don't—they look at you like you know you're you're some sort of a fool because you couldn't handle alcohol. They go, oh, he was an alcoholic. But he sobered himself up. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the heroin use is just so stigmatized. And I'm not a heroin user. I haven't used heroin. But I did have a morphine drip once when I had a, a surgery. It was awesome. Oh, my God, I kept hammering that thing. You press a button to give you a morphine drip. I had knee surgery. And uh, I was in the hospital. And I was on this perpetual motion machine. You ever seen one of those? Because <laughs> I, I, I had an ACL reconstruction, arterial cru- cruciate ligament. It's a big injury they take a piece of your patella tendon a piece of your shin bone and a piece of your knee and they open you up and screw them and drill them in place pretty fucking painful and so while you're lying in bed my knee is on this thing and it's going like bending and straightening my knee over and over and over again and i'm lying in there and they give you a, a drip and anytime you want just press that button and you get a little drip of morphine and i'm going bang 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 and it's just felt so good i felt so good i was like oh now i get it now i know why people like this shit and morphine's basically heroin right pretty close extremely close yeah yeah Yeah. i get it morphine i get it yeah it's probably awesome but for him you know he's he's talking about pure heroin small amounts he understands it he's a chemist you know i mean he he really gets it you know he's a research scientist he understands you know he was a complete straight-laced guy wasn't doing anything until he was in his 30s. Yeah, I know. Pretty crazy story. It is a crazy story. And what I really appreciate about what he does is I think that there's a lot of perhaps justified insecurity in the world of drugs. So people have been oppressed for such a long time that they need a justification of some kind. I'm using psychedelics because it's religious. I'm using psychedelics because it's medical. It's a therapy. I'm using psychedelics because it's traditional. It's part of my 
religion. I'm using psychedelics for this reason or that reason. It's very rare that people will just stand up and say, I'm using these things because that's my freedom. I don't need to justify it. I don't need to say that I have chronic back pain and it's treating it and I should be allowed to treat my pain. It doesn't matter. It's just my choice as an adult. Even if it's bad for me, it's my choice as an adult. Yeah. And it needs no justification. Like whiskey. Yeah. I mean, whiskey's celebrated and it's on television. You can watch ads for whiskey during TV shows. It's like celebrated. Have a glass of whiskey. And I like whiskey. But you drink a lot of whiskey, it will fuck you up. And we don't care. We, we, we're just accustomed to it. It's become a part of our culture. So it's a traditional use. It's, it's sanctioned by the government. You get a nice tax stamp on it. And so we're okay with it. But all of these patterns that I just described emerged during Prohibition as well. Yeah. So, you, so alcohol is prohibited. So you have medical whiskey. 